This podcast is rated PG-16, if not PG-18, by Zerbinator Land. Foul language will be blocked, but not removed. Foul thoughts will be represented by words and anecdotes. If you feel easily offended by such things, turn back now, do not enter. If you like silly pretentiousness, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you. All right, we're in. Put that damn thing down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like paper everywhere. I'm talking to the mystic wizard. The mystic wizard. (laughs) Everything's all... Trails of vapor smoke all around Mm -hmm. me. Jeff, I thought a good way to start this episode of Pretentious Podcast... What's that, my friend? Is go down the list of people that I probably have no clue about with your generation to my list of people that you probably have no clue about with my generation. And I thought that would be fun and a learning experience for us both and something that we can judge each other on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to start? No, you're my guest. I would like you to, to give me a name and I'll tell you if I am familiar with this person or not. Okay, three, right? Yes, uh, we're doing three three? Each, okay. So what we're going to do is take turns, making okay. it six. The weekend. What about it? Do you do you do you know do you know this person? Artist. This is a person. Musician. A musician. Yes. A musician named after three days. Yes. There's a slight buzz in my head from maybe a Tonight Show appearance. Can't feel my face. The Hills. Sing part of Can't Feel My Face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Yes, I have heard yes. that song. Does he not sound sort of like Michael Jackson reincarnate? Sometimes. I'm not I'm not putting him in the same league necessarily, but in terms of sound. and He seems like there could be a possibility for that. But again, mm. at my age, it's kind of like a another processed uh, flash in the pan type of thing. If he is named The Weeknd... Just one person, or is it an entire band? It's just one person. R&B artist. Yeah, I don't see him lasting, but I do... I know that song, so obviously he touched mm-hmm. me somehow. Yeah. Not personally, but... No rush. <coughs> is that Brianna? Yeah, you want to say hi? Yeah, you say pop hi? in. Yeah, hi. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. Here, here. My, Hello. My exact words were... How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm waking up. I've been up for a while. How's it feel? Awful. How does it feel when when your boyfriend is out all night and God knows what he's doing? Pretty good because I can have the bed to myself. So my wife says you have an accent. No, I don't. No, I don't. You sure do. You have no clue what kind of accent you have until you hear someone else do it for you. <laughs> I'm so sad. No, All right, it's cute. I gotta keep going. Sure. I gotta go pick up Lincoln. So, okay, sweetheart. Have a good day. Good to meet you in person. Good to meet you. All right, dear. Bye, bye. Can I leave that in the show? Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, I told her I'd get her on one one day. So yeah. <laughs> Weekend sounds cool. I think. Uh, I I don't think he'll last. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. But then again, it seems like most music nowadays just does not last. And. uh so we'll see what happens. But yes, I have a very small familiarity with that. Mm. Okay. I have to send you some links to some of this stuff, but can continue. I will. Uh, and I'll YouTube them just to see if I really think you can go further. And I'll let you know. Mm. All right. My number three would be Sid Caesar. Sid Caesar. Not a pizza. <laughs> um, hmm. Television or film? Yes. I don't know. You'd I never, don't know. Never heard the name? I don't think so. He had his own TV show. He was a director, an actor, writer, and pioneering 50s television, the live television series, uh, Your Show of Shows, which was a 90-minute weekly, watched by 60 million people. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah, that's a lot of things. But, yeah, I knew him as uh, just a, a, an incredible comedian, an incredible mm-hmm. man with the faces. He could do any face you wanted. Did a lot of silly stuff and said Caesar. 
he's like your average, uh, you know, hey, just flew in my arms, tired. Hey, how you doing? It's good to. He used to be able to do that stuff. Right, in, right. Uh, L.A. comic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he would make fun of it. But all right, your number two. Hmm. My number two. Okay, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan, hmm, director of Batman? Hmm, don't know How'd if I've know? ever heard of this guy. How'd you know? Okay, he's not young per se, but... He is your generation's director. Yes. I think he's too dang serious and he bores the living crap out of me. But I like really? him. Now, yeah. he directed, not Prometheus, uh, an alien film that I really liked. Interstellar? Yes! Yeah, Interstellar was fabulous. That. Yes, Yeah. and I own that one. I actually poichised it because I liked it. And uh, poichised it. <laughs> poichised it. And uh, and he's okay. I'm glad he did mm-hmm. Batman. Did he do the one with uh, the Joker? Um, yes, he did. Uh, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, I have the Dark. Dark Knight the one with, Rises is with Joker. Uh, Dark Knight is with Joker. Dark Knight Rises is the one with Tom Hardy as Bane. Okay, that's right. And Bane, yeah. the the. Uh, Burn. I am glad to be here today. My name is Bane. When Gotham is ashes. Yeah, that guy. We need more 7-Elevens in Gotham. I can't stand that character's voice. I think they should have done a better job than that. Yeah, the voice, like, I like the film itself. Mainly, I just like the themes of it, you know. Um, But the third one, eh, I didn't hate it. I've actually watched it at least eight times, so I guess I definitely didn't hate it. But um, there are some problems, Bane being one of them, for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, him passing away, and I can't think of his name to save my life. Heath Ledger. Thank you. You're welcome. Heath Ledger. I love his candy bar. The thing that <laughs> really gets me is the fact that there's so much dialogue that sucks in that movie, but Heath Ledger saves the movie for me for some reason you know i like christian bell as an actor but he borderline kills that performance as batman too much too much like hamming it up if you don't like it i love Batman. it's ridiculous (laughs) and then that ruined batman for every other actor michael keaton will always be the best batman in my opinion i agree with you 100 percent. yeah i will say ben affleck made a good bruce wayne though he did and he did yeah. a good job as Batman a little. I have that one as well. Uh, I haven't sat through the whole thing. I complained that the it was just too depressing. It was, it was really depressing. Yeah. It was and too I, depressing. The plot got too muddled. And the ending is atrocious if you ever sit through the entirety of it. Oh, it's, gosh. I haven't gotten that far yet. So it's already been atrocious to the point that I haven't been able to finish it. Ending's awful. Oh, great. So bad. Well, right. my number two, the Thompson mm. Twins. Thompson Twins. Well, that's... Okay, the Thompson Twins. Now, if I sing some songs, I guarantee you probably heard them. Okay, go ahead. Hold me now. Hold me in your loving arms. Oh, warm my heart. Here and warm Stay with me. What don't you stay with me? Let love it start. Let love it start. Oh, hold me now. You know that one? Hello? Honestly, no, no, no. I don't. I don't know that one. Oh, I did it so perfectly. I know it was beautiful. I mean, I appreciated the serenade nonetheless. But all right, how about Doctor Doctor? Can't you see I'm burning, burning? Okay, yeah. I think I've heard that one. Keep right, going. That's all I remember. Keep... I was like hoping no. you that one. <laughs> okay, well, I was hoping. I was hoping. I don't know. Uh, would I still hear them on like an oldie station today? Isn't that weird to say that to me? Yes. Classic oldies. <laughs> Too old. But yeah. Yeah, hmm. they're, they're classic 80s. They actually began in Sheffield, United Kingdom, 1977. Hmm. And they were kicking it all the way up through the 80s. They were like the go-to in the 80s and uh, an incredible band. Interesting. And they get radio played quite a bit. But Hold Me Now is like one of their biggest big deals. 
I'm going to listen to it after this podcast and see if it's the song I'm thinking. Because if it is, then I totally know who you're talking about. Jack White. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, Jack nice. White is, is your, Jack White is your generation's, like, Bob Dylan. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's actually a fair comparison, yeah. I can't see it. I listen to him, and he drives me nuts. Who, Jack White? I, I can, and I'm sorry to crap on him. Out of respect no, I, for you fine. only. But Jack White, I don't see where the greatness is. I see that he uses a bunch of old equipment, and I mm-hmm. see that he believes in old styles of recording. But yeah. there's so many, so many musicians out there that I think are a million times better. Hence, like yeah. Jason Faulkner, who played in Jellyfish back in the 90s, and uh, all of that. But uh, Jack White gets the front run because um, I, I can't say he's not talented. Right. I'm sure he's talented enough to continue, but it's he just overdoes the fashion sense of the genre maybe, and he just it's irritating. It's like a really bad stale potato chip. I see what you're saying. Like uh I have friends that are like borderline obsessed with Jack White and I've always appreciated him you know, not not obsessively or anything like that, but I I, I agree with what you're saying. Mhm. For the most part, I'm a huge fan of the White Stripes, like the band itself, just right. because I really appreciate the storytelling element in their lyrics. Like to me, their lyrics always felt like this weird, sweethearted childhood romance, sort of, you know, like this love story between two children growing up. Kind of how that whole band's like out discography felt to me. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. That's kind of hard to find today. You know, you see a lot more storytelling in bands from like the seventies and eighties than you do today, and that drives me insane because I feel like the uh, like the art of the album is kind of a dying art in general because it's yeah. such a single base culture. You know, just like pretty disposable. That's a perfect way to say it. Yeah, and I can't take lyrics like, uh, "Hey baby, here's my number." Give me a ring sometime. <laughs> Dial it. I then, thought you were going to say, call me maybe. <laughs> call me maybe. That's it. Yeah. What the hell? Call me maybe. Why? What's that about? And it's just like, what? Is she sat in a night in, the, in a diner one night at 4 a.m. And mm-hmm. just is like, you know what? I want to write the song of songs. <laughs> yeah. Call my... Call my number? No. Ring it now. How can I how can I show how my cell phone works in lyrics? I agree with you. <laughs> Alright, my number one. Alright. John Cleese. Of course. Darn it. Monty Python, man. Alright. John Voigt. John Voigt? John Voigt. Voigt. Ooh, that sounds familiar. I'm really television or stump television or film both mostly film uh, mm, that's what I thought name a film oh gosh uh mission impossibles I think he was in two of those or one of those um mm. father of uh, Angelina Jolie I don't know I don't know the name sounds familiar though that's what's driving me nuts like but that's it. Um, no, I'll go back to John Cleese because that's no fair. I tried to stump. No, him hang on. That's fair, actually. You, you deserve that because I think I stumped you on the weekend. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> you see, I'm going to look him up right now. Sure. He's, he's <gasps> oh, yes. I know this guy. <laughs> yeah. Personally? <laughs> yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, that's cool. Tell him me. I say oh. hey. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know him. He's a he's Angelina and Jolie's father. Yeah, that's insane. Yep, right on. I didn't know that. That's why Angie's an actor. Great. Well, of course <laughs> she's also hot. Yeah, insanely hot. Yeah, but uh, the uh, the movie Heat. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot he was in Deliverance. That's a great Deliverance. Movie. Is scary. It is, and and some great picking. Love that banjo work. Ugh. I can't. Uh, Nightmares of rape, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got to do what you got to do for some good banjo picking. <laughs> All right. Well, you ready to start our podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> and now it's time for Pretentious Podcast with Jeff and Zerbinator. Live from the KMAX studios right here in the heart of Connecticut in association with Tennessee. 
Get her done. It is the pretentious podcast. We're having a crazy day because it's snowing like crazy here, which we mentioned earlier. Not in Tennessee, mind you. But what is it doing in Tennessee? Absolutely nothing. Alternating between extremely uncomfortably muggy and ice cold. <laughs> Can't make up its mind. That's how it is year-round, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's, there's no in-between. A nice mix. Welcome to episode six. This one is titled Spooky. Spooky. And it's so a, spooky. It's a Halloween season, baby. Yeah. Halloween's in a couple of days, actually. It's, oh, it's scary how fast time goes by. And no I don't fear. even have my kids caught soon yet. I mean. What does he want to be this year? Um, well, I tried to take him the other day to pick one out. Wasn't feeling it. Uh, too many people in Walmart, so we had to leave. <laughs> but um, he, he doesn't handle large groups of people very well. So um, instead, I've decided I'm going to try to get a Yoda costume for him. That'd be cute. Yes, because he doesn't like helmets. So I figured that would be a happy medium, you know, still all out without, you know, too much closing up the head. Can you Oops. do uh, ears on him? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's getting to the point where, like, ears and, like, little head pieces like that, he's okay with. But if it's, like, a big helmet, no, no, yeah, no, no. no, I understand. I understand, yeah. definitely. Well, this year, I thought I would be probably Iggy Pop. Nice, yeah, nice. That's what I want to be. No, I'm just going to dress uh, up in a regular costume, like uh, good old-fashioned black pants, orange shirt. I used to take the dog out during Halloween, walk around the neighborhood, <laughs> look at all the kids and stuff. Now I look like a freaking pervert because I don't have a dog. So I'm just walking around, <laughs> hi, what are you supposed to be? Mommy! <laughs> I'll make you pop. <laughs> I'll make you pop. <laughs> Want to see my stomach? Am I pretty? <laughs> Stomach. <laughs> what kind of thread is that? <laughs> that's a, well, that's all uh, the pop does is show off his chest and stomach, and I guess that's true. Yeah, you can tell his age by how many wrinkles the six pack is supposed to have now. Uh, <laughs> it's like a twenty five pack. Um, so, do you dress up every year? I I tried it when the dog was alive. Yeah, mm. the dog is dead now. <laughs> um, at least I think so because I call her name and nothing happens. She uh, passed away sadly a while ago, but yeah, it, it, ever since I used to do tons of haunted houses, I feel like I'm telling this story in every podcast I've been doing lately because it's Halloween. But mm-hmm. for long story short, for 30 years in Arlington, Virginia, I did I did haunted houses. My mom got me started, and then I did them afterwards. And, and in fact, anybody who's a friend of mine. Um, and you as well. If you look in my video section on Facebook, you can see a video mm-hmm. of about the last 10 years of the haunts or something when I started videotaping them. And oh, I that's cool. Nice, yeah, from something like 1998 to 2008, I put together a nice collage of haunts. And uh, it was pretty cool. And it was fun to do. And uh, I miss it very much. Now I just dress up in this... This beautiful button-down kind of uh, uh, Charlie Sheen shirt, is, uh, <laughs> and it's orange. And then I have these black pants, and I used to wear this black hat. And uh, if it was cold out, a black overcoat, and just walk around the neighborhood with the dog. And the, and Elsa would be wearing like a orange T-shirt, and we would look like the Halloween couple, and just say hi to the kids and everything else. And it was the old guy, like the Godfather, walking around. Hey, how you doing? What are you supposed to be? You look like Popeye, you know. And <laughs> right now, uh, without any dog, I'll be walking around. I probably should take the cat with me. I don't know. Yeah, walk Jerry around. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, drag dress- him pretty up and down the street. <laughs> dress Jerry up. Why not? Are you going to dress up this year? Um, probably not. I like. I love Halloween. Don't get me wrong, but I just uh, it's not something I actively participate in that often. Now I love doing stuff with like my nieces and nephews. Uh, like every year, we always take them trick or treating. Like. Uh, <clears throat> There's a town that I grew up in, Dandridge, and it's just like basically the next town over. And every year in their downtown area, you know, they have this big thing where they deck the entire place out with, uh, you know, crazy like haunted houses and stuff like that and all the old timey buildings. Yeah, because Dandridge is actually uh, one of the oldest towns in America, I believe. I might be telling you wrong, but I definitely know it's somewhere on that list. Um, A lot of history to it. 
Yeah, so a lot of the uh, buildings in downtown Dandridge are really old, like built in the 1700s, kind of old. So uh, every year for Halloween, they like to really go all out and turn them into haunted houses. So we try to take the kids out to do that. And I got a big family with a lot of kids in it. So awesome. So, yeah, so it's always fun parading them around, but generally I, I don't do that much. I just yeah, it's fun for them though, so that that makes it fun in yeah, and it of makes itself. It fun for you, you get to vicariously live through the excitement because you're in that group. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my my granddaughter and grandson are going to be going out. Uh, grandson's going to be a fireman at age two, and nice. and Jocelyn keeps telling me that she's going to be the gloob. I do not know what the <laughs> gloob is. Do you know what the gloob is? I don't know what the gloob is. I'm going to Google the gloob. TV show or cartoon. I'm like, all right, be the gloob. And she says, I think it's from Vampire High or something of that nature. So you're checking it out? (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to find it. (laughs) Please do, because I can't remember what it's about. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, because what I was showing up on Google was not appropriate for (laughs) a little girl. (laughs) I'm not seeing anything. So I I guess she might have made it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but at least she's creative and she's serious about it um she, mm-hmm. i'm gonna be the glib <laughs> little five-year-old cocky <laughs> coming at me <laughs> if you don't know what it is whatever and then walks off but yeah so i'm excited to see what they're gonna look like that'd be cute nice. but I, w- I wanted to talk to you about two things remember last month Last week, we spoke about your leech story. Can you tell me a leech story for Halloween? Okay. For Halloween. Well, okay. Whenever I was in high school, I was a very, very stupid young man. What? Um, no, I'm kidding. That's rude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, luckily, I was the type of kid who got a lot of this kind of stuff out of his system very early. So I didn't feel the need to do it like in my, you know, in my 20s or whatever. No. So I was about 14 or 15, and um, I was with a couple of friends of mine, my brother, my brother-in-law, and we were drinking <laughs> uh, oh, a lot. Oh, no. We were trashed, and uh, we were running around in a cow field, you know. Uh, like you do. Yeah, yeah, messing with the cows. Nothing nothing egregious <laughs> okay. or offensive. Yeah, just, uh, you know, so like you guys scaring them. for fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just just scaring jumping out. Scaring them, you know. Well, we're pretty trash at a certain point, and we decide, hey, man, there's a big cow pond. Let's jump in it. Why not? How sobering and refreshing would that be? <laughs> okay. So we jump, and we start swimming in this cow pond. Now, wait a minute. Cow pond. Hmm. Explain that to us uh, city folk and upper New England folk. Uh, it's it pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's just a pond in a cow field. Okay. We just called it, you know, the cow pond because it was – out there by the cows. Okay. So I thought it was a city folk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's pretty funny. Uh, I actually get a lot of crap down here for not being country enough. So, (laughs) but, uh, so we're swimming around so drunk. I don't realize that there's leeches just slowly amassing all over my body. Then my brother gets out, guys, there's something on my face. We all turn around and look at him. He's got six or seven leeches. Just, just right there on his face. Obviously, it's freaking me out. So I'm like, huh? And I look down, and, you know, of course, we were just in our boxers and stuff. All over my body, head to toe, literally, like, at least 50, 60 leeches. So systematically picking them off. <laughs> it was so bad. I spent all of that night slowly picking them off, passed out eventually from how drunk I was, woke up the next morning, noticed that there were still some, like, oh, God. in my boxers, like, on my ass, in my ass, Ew. <laughs> around my balls, <laughs> Oh, on my Oh, that's where I thought that would end up. Yeah, so, um, I don't drink that much anymore. <laughs> And that was one of the reasons. Stop that. Yeah, that's one of the experiences that kind of drove me from it. So <laughs> that's my leech story. <laughs> well, but it was around October, so I guess it's kind of Halloweeny. Yeah, that is. That's a good. That's a nice little horror story. Yeah, yeah. The cow Don't. pond. Yeah, avoid them. Has there Don't. been any residual effects? Like, were you sick afterwards? Did you? Uh... Surprisingly not. There was a bunch of little tiny bite marks that looked kind of disturbing afterwards for a little bit, but 
nothing, you know. Did it absolve you of all impurities? <laughs> yes, I was a born again virgin afterwards. <laughs> wow, that's that's that can happen. Mm. I've had leeches on me. Not anything to do with the crotch, but man, it's scary, right? It is scary. It's like, good lord, what are you doing? Hey, you're taking something from me. You know, you rip yeah. them off and you bleed, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, they hang on, man. You have to really yank at yeah, them. Yeah, disgusting. Ugh. Disgusting. Well, I want to tell you about my Evil Dead dream, because I yes. watched Evil Dead last night, the remake, to try mm-hmm. to soak it in better from the first time I watched it, because the first time I watched it, it wasn't what I expected. It. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be so serious, and I was waiting for the comics part of it. Right. And, uh, this time, I didn't go in with those expectations, and I actually liked it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. i got to admit, she did a great job. Playing Mia? that Mia, Mia character and scaring yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah. And, uh, I paid more attention to the little things like her in the basement um, just wigging out on the fact that she's possessed. And just the way she performed that, it, it she did a great job. Yeah. Everybody did a great job. I still wouldn't put it up with the original trilogy, but it's, you know, it's not a bad film on its own. Well, that interview with Bruce Campbell... Uh, Bruce talked about, on the Nerdist podcast, by the way, mm-hmm. um, he did talk about the fact that they were supposed to do a part two where Bruce would have been introduced. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what they would do because it was so serious in the first one that the second one probably wouldn't... It, I can't imagine Bruce Campbell's character coming in there and be like, oh, hey, you know, da, 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 da. Right. the comedy wouldn't match with what they were doing. Yeah. Um, which means it would have to be more serious, and that would have ruined the fun that we have now with Ash versus the Evil Dead. Four seasons coming. Ah! So I anyway. know. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Maybe even more. So, and they make much more money now. I just wish they would incorporate uh, the, the lady who played Mia into it because she deserves it. She really did a good job. Yes, she did. Um, but now to my dream. Exactly. I had a dream after the movie that uh, there was this woman looked exactly like Mia, who was, and I knew there was something wrong with her. She was a little off. In the back of my mind, it was like, well, I saw Evil Dead, and I knew I saw Evil Dead in the dream, so I knew something was going to happen to this woman. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was like I was on a swing set, and she was not getting out of my way, and then she got really close, and somehow I accidentally kissed her on the cheek because <laughs> she was too close. And I got mad at her, and I was like, I'm married. I would never kiss a girl as hot as you while I'm married. And she's like, looks at me like, you know, I have you now. And all of a sudden I'm choking her. She's on the ground and I'm choking her. And she's like biting me in the hand like she bit that one character in the hand. So Mm. speaking of leeches, those things were coming out of my hand. Those little black Uh things that the girl squoze out. Squoze is not a word, but I'm using it. Squoze out into the sink. And, um, and I'm getting mad. So in the dream, I knew that I hadn't cut my toenails. <laughs> and I, you know, I swear to God, this is what I did. I started cutting up her legs with my big toe nail because I knew it was really sharp. Because Shelly's always complaining in real life. You know, I, I touch her. You cut your toenails. That hurts. So I'm like, yeah, we'll take this, you evil Mia. And I'm slicing her leg. And she's like, ah. Biting me back and going, ah, swallow your soul of your shoe. And, <laughs> and then I woke up, and the first thought I had was, Well, then I voxed you, dude. Don't let me forget about the dream. <laughs> That's nuts. It was a great um, dream. Yeah, yeah. And it scared me. And I woke up and I, and I said to Shelly, I had a nightmare. Because I don't really have too many nightmares. I had a nightmare. And then I got up to go to the restroom. I, and I kind of was debating whether or not to turn on lights, you know, light my way to mm-hmm. the bathroom and light my way back. <laughs> sounds like incredibly vivid. Do you have vivid dreams that yeah, often? Oh, okay. Oh, believe me. When you're on this much, the dreams become pretty. I was going to ask if it had any effect on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty awesome dream. And and there's an overcast of I don't know if it's my religious belief or not. There's an overcast of uh, faith above it that this is entertainment mm-hmm. and you're dreaming. I've always had that, always mm-hmm. had that for some reason where I just knew that this is shit and yeah. it's gonna go away. So. And now let's hear some rants from our pants, ladies and gentlemen, and Jeff. 
Mm. <laughs> now it's time for <laughs> the rants in our pants. Jeff, you being a co-host, please go first. Okay, I will. Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever tried to apply for a job on Craigslist by any chance? Uh, not well. Okay, no, I I did not, but I've I've applied. Implied. I've applied for jobs online, and I think I know where you're going with it. I've mm-hmm. uh, ended up uh, telling the person, nice try, because it wasn't a job. Is that where you're going? All right, well, let me yeah. hear it because I'm- Oh, yeah. I was a little too naive to say, nice try ahead of time, and I got swindled into doing some work for free. Oh, <laughs> it was no. pretty bullshitty. This was a few months ago. So I told you recently I've been trying to get some freelance writing gigs online and stuff. Right. Okay, so I saw a post on Cra- on Craigslist. Should have known it was too good to be true, because what the fuck is a CL poster in the first place anyway, right? Exactly. Yeah, so uh, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, that seems legitimate enough, posting ads for businesses, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so this guy, you know, he even talks to me, man, on, on the phone. Like, we're texting for a couple days, you know, and he's like, you got the job, man. I like your writing and whatnot. I sent him a link to my website with some of my blogs. He's like, I like your, I like your style. So I'm all like, okay, cool, cool. You know, it, God dang, he was convincing, right? Right. So he gets me to start posting some ads, and then I start to catch on because every ad he would get me to post, it was basically spamming different numbers every time. Okay, now I want you to type out this ad about driving around with a Red Bull sticker on your car. Okay. Do you work for Red Bull? No, but do it anyway. Okay. Can we talk about when I'm getting paid? We'll get to that. Just do this. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I was dumb enough to keep rolling with it, so I'm just like, oh, I'm okay. so sorry. No, it's all right. You live and you learn. But thankfully, after three or four days straight of just constant Craigslist postings, I finally just straight, okay, man, is this a hoax? I'm sorry, a hoax? Question mark in this text. So oh. you know, I t- I told him off, and I felt pretty great. Um, chewed him out pretty good, but. Yeah, so a lot of four or five days worth of just wasted ads for nothing. I guess that's my rant. I I, I can't stand that. Like, oh, what do you get out of it? What sucks is he probably got some money out of it, but yeah, I, I just I can't I can't handle it, man. Like, why, why, why ruin a good thing? Because if you think about it, the idea of Craigslist, perfect, you know? Yeah. Like, it's perfect. It's ruined, man. It's silly because if you go on there looking for a job like that. It's all the same. You know, it's just a bunch of hoaxes. Yeah, don't. Uh, Craigslist is not really the go to. What can you do? Well, here's my pant rant. Mm. All right, I planned on having clips uh, for this, audio clips. Mm-hmm. And it was going pretty smooth until my third phone call. Now, my first experience was at the window of Walgreens to pick up my prescriptions. They say, Can I have your address, please? And they're holding the prescription. Okay, Mr. Zerby, can I have your address? And then you say, And then they say, uh, You said, uh, dun, 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 dun. Yes, that is correct. We'll give you your prescription. Open the tray. Boom. Wish I had a drawer for that sound effect, but I'll put it in later. And no, I won't. Anyway. So, take the prescription. And I said to the guy, I said, Dude, if I didn't have the address right, or I'm picking up for somebody else where I didn't know where they lived, do you hold the prescription? Is this like a security measure? And he's like, nah, I don't know. And I was like, well, you work for Walgreens. Why do you ask for the address? I don't know. Now, the, the, no, you know, the common sense answer is probably they don't want to mix it up if two people have the same name, different address. No. Right. And... Uh, but he didn't have that answer, and that bothered me. That started me on my rant because I like people to know what the hell they do at work, especially when you hire 17-year-old Billy Bob, and he's like, I don't know why, I just got asked. They make me ask. <laughs> well, what's scary is they're letting this guy handle people's medications. Right. And if he doesn't even understand why he's asking for addresses, yeah. you know, like, that's a pretty simple thing. Imagine if he was given a big task, like... Or, or you got the 90-year-old lady who's like, I've come to pick up the pill that keeps me living in this damn state for more than an eternity. Can you please give me my scriptions? And what's your address? Hell if I know. I don't even know how I got here. You know, that kind of thing. 
Right. So I call up corporate when I got home. And they said, hi, this is Walgreens. You know, this phone call may be recorded for uh, whatever retarded purpose they come up with. What is it? Uh, training purposes. Bullcrap. Lawsuits. That's what they save those recordings for. So I call Walgreens, you know, Super Walgreens, and I get the customer service center. This lady's like, hey. And I say, hey. And she's like, i help you. And I was like, yeah, you can help me. I said, why in the world do the people at the pharmacy ask for my address before I pick up my prescription? What is the mm-hmm. purpose of that? And she goes, um, maybe they want to make sure that it's yours. And I said, okay. Um, if the prescription address was wrong, can they hold the prescription from me? And they go, uh, I don't know. I think you might have to ask the pharmacy if they'll hold it or not. I said, but you're the customer service. You work at the hub. What is mm-hmm. the correct answer? She goes, I don't know. They never really asked me that. I was like, is there anything in your pre-programmed answer screen that talks about prescriptions and addresses? Uh-uh. Thank you for your help. Now, I had that recording. Because uh-huh. I told her that this is being recorded as well. And she was okay with that. She gave me consent. Mm-hmm. Just like that poor lady in our last episode, which my wife <laughs> is killing me for. But I told her it was being recorded. She says, okay. Yeah. She was okay with it. And I was like, thank you. Very sweet lady. God bless you for putting up with me. So, I do feel a little guilty about that. Just a hair. But I wasn't mean to her. And it was funny. Yeah. And I'm sure she maybe told somebody later, like, the poor guy keeps dumping his computer in the water. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, I hang up with that. So, I figured I'm going to give this one more try. I'm going to call another Walgreens and speak to the pharmacist. But not my Walgreens because I don't want to face these people. And they know who I am. Mm-hmm. And they know my phone number, so let me try another one. So I call another Walgreens. <clears throat> Sorry. So I get this guy, and I said, hey, my name is Kevin. I'm calling. Uh, this call is being recorded. Why is it being recorded? Well, it's being recorded because I do a podcast, and I'm interested in asking a question. And he's like, uh, what do you need? And I said, you know. When a prescription is picked up and you get and ask for the address, what's the purpose? Because if you have a name and somebody else has a name of the same, make sure it's not, you know, this and the other. Why are you recording this? And I said, well, you didn't tell me it was going out in the public and I need your name. And and I folded. I was like, oh, my name's Kevin. And he's like, you didn't tell me this is going out in the public. And I said, well, I'm not going to use this. I'll just mention the situation. I won't even mention your name. Oh, no, I need everything you... And just got all over me. So I hung up. And you know that feeling when you know you're going to be in big trouble? Yeah. <laughs> I had that for a little while. So I called Shelly, my wife, and I said, Honey, I think I really screwed up this time. I took three showers in the fetal <laughs> position, and I still don't feel better. And she says, Honey, they're not coming over to, like, take your prescriptions back. <laughs> Would that be f***ed up if they did? Just kick down your door and take the bag out of your hands? Open up, it's Walgreens. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Servi. This is ridiculous. <laughs> my, my point to the rant is just know what you're doing. Know why you do what you do where you work. And if it's the only job you can get and you hate your job, which most people do, yeah, of at least if you do it the way you're supposed to, it might make the job a little more worth it, you know. Regardless of what it is, you should never half-ass it because what's the point, you know? You're not doing yourself any favors by doing that. <laughs> and you're not giving credibility to your personality to the person you're speaking with. Exactly. And just, it was just put forth a little effort, just a little. I even told the guy, I said, this is a great answer the last guy i said this is a great answer and you gave me an answer and it's sad that i had to call corporate mm-hmm. and got nothing and then you rattled off the correct answer and i appreciate it and he still was pissed i don't understand why he was so mad about being recorded like that personally wouldn't bother me at all i think because he had an accent and maybe he's here illegally oh no, okay. <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> i have fooled the government 20 years <laughs> I'm about oh. to be brought down by this one podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of it. <laughs> so that's my rant. Just know what Good you're one. doing. How about a celebrity interview? Jeff, do you mind going to the store? Because Miley Cyrus is coming over. And 
I want to have a chance with her. No, I'm kidding. I. Hey, hey. I should. You don't have to explain yourself. It's, uh, a, it's okay. All right. I'm just. I'm, I need to go get some e-liquid anyway. I've been vaping a lot, so oh. I'll be back. I'll be back in a little bit. Okay, see you in a bit. Enjoy your combo. Let me know how it goes. Oh, thank you so much. And now, a pretentious commercial. Hey, Mark. Hey, Kev, what's up? Not much. I was going to go in here into the diner and get me something to eat. Are you hungry? Oh, absolutely, man. What's for? Uh, what's the special? Oh, well, the special is the tuba cast is going to be served. The tuba cast? Yeah. That's my favorite. Well, let's go get some. Sounds great. How much? I think it's $1.39. It's really what, cheap. What about, is, that, is this like a pay-by-the-pound kind of a thing, or I, what? what? I, well, let's ask the uh, cook. Oh, waiter. Waiter. Yo. Hey, is Chris in the back? We'd what like to talk to, we can talk to hey. Chris about his tuba cast. Welcome to Supercast. Thanks. It's free. It's free tonight. It is. It's free every free. night. It's that good. What a bargain. That is a bargain for free. me. <laughs> I think I will try some. All right. Hey, can we get a seat? Waiter? Sure. <laughs> hey, waiter. Uh, is this a dumb yeah, waiter? Yeah, hey. Is this a dumb sure, waiter? Sure, sure. <laughs> is this a dumb waiter? <laughs> You can find TupaCast on iTunes or at ctupa.com slash TupaCast. Mm, this is delicious. Have some ice cream. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, back to our show. Uh, hello? It's uh, Miley. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Is that you? <laughs> it's good to see you again. I miss you so much. I miss you, Kevin. Like, it's been forever. How are you? Oh, I love hugs. I just love touching people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. How's no, your tongue doing? Oh, it's so great. I got a little infected because I like pierced it with a nail the other day. I was at this party. Oh, I was at this party and I don't know what somebody put in my drink, but I didn't stop them. And then we decided to pierce their tongues. Next thing you know, it's infected. But it's okay. It's okay. Do you stick it out as much or does it hurt when you do that? Uh, it kind of hurts because I got like seven big holes in it right now. But you know, can you stick it on the top of your mouth and like blow through it and play it like a flute? Well, every time I do that, my uh, well, I don't want to call him my boyfriend because he's gender fluid like me. So I don't want to put him in a box. But uh, you know, he gets a little upset with me because uh, it it kind of weirds him out, which kind of upsets me because I don't know. Does it cause spittle? A lot of spit flying around the room? Yeah, but it's kind of hot at the same time. (laughs) It's just extra holes for him. I'm sorry, not him. uh, Them, I guess. Whatever. (laughs) Some pronoun. So you're frying pansexual? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's actually pansexual. Frying pansexual. It's very offensive. That's okay. Sorry about that. I'll forgive you. Well, that's neat. Good for you. Did you create it? Or was that always around? Uh, no, excuse me. Pansexual, in case you haven't heard, means I am not bound by any binary constructs of a relationship. Oh, wow. So no, I did not invent it. Kevin, it's a very real thing. And does that mean, uh, what does that mean for Liam Helmsworth? Uh, well, what it is, because he's pansexual too. Um, we're both gender fluid, which means sometimes he's the girl, sometimes I'm the boy. Sometimes I'm the girl, and sometimes he's the boy, and sometimes we're nothing. And that's perfect, okay? That's exactly what we need to be. So if you're both nothing, uh, just give me a headache. Uh, let me go on to more questions about stuff. Did you seriously get a proposal from Liam? Yeah, yeah, I did. At first, I was a little offended. I was like, excuse me, are you trying to put me in a traditional role? And then, yeah, it was so pretty. I was just like, it. Why not? You know, so it's like when you got the ring, you completely folded. Yeah, pretty much. I just like diamonds. I figured. I'll, yeah, you were you were born Destiny Hope Cyrus. Why did you change it to Miley Ray? Uh, well, you know, um, I just kind of listened to whatever my dad told me whenever I was younger. You know, he'd say, "Hey, do this. It'll make us money." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> make us money." Yeah, yeah. Do you feel used by your dad? Ah, uh, you know, at first, and then I just kind of stopped thinking for myself, and it just it just got easier, you know? That's where you just stopped thinking all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it just got a lot easier, you know? Wow. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming by for this interview, but before you go, I want to ask, will there ever be another Hannah Montana movie? 
back when you were you had decency. No, listen, uh, that is behind me now. I am not bound by Disney's rulebook anymore. I am a free woman, or I'm sorry, I am a free gender fluid thing. I can do whatever I want. If I want to write a song about my dead blowfish, I'll do that. If I want to write a song about my boobies, I'll do that too. So really, I don't feel the need to go back. I feel like artistically I'm mature, okay? I'll say. Yes, what about just you. in general life? In general life? Like, what do you mean? I think I'm living life pretty good right now. Balling out with my friends. Hanging out. Yeah. Writing songs. Serious songs. That's good. Getting naked on wrecking balls. That's good. <laughs> Have you actually... One last question before I let you go, I gotta ask. Have you okay. ever gotten on a wrecking ball and then realized it was gonna hit a building? Yeah, like, what, the music video, honestly, like, that's what I was doing. I was above a city. We just special effect, the, like, the white stuff fall in. I don't know. They handled it all. I was so high. I had no idea what was going on. I just kind of blacked out, and there I was, naked. So it's, you know. Okay. Well, I guess that's what happens, but. Every day for me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate it. I, I uh, just, I wanted to interview you for a long time, and, uh, oh, I'm so glad I did. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Huggles. Huggles before I go. Yeah, before I go. Get your tongue off my shoulder, please. I I can't help it. It just kind of hangs out these days. I I think I'm stuck on... uh, One of my fabric is stuck on one of your holes. Uh, 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 Okay, sorry about that. It's It's like you got to get that plugged somehow. Okay, bye. Bye, Hey, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Sorry it took so long. No, that's fine. Did you see Miley on the way out? Uh, Yeah, she, her tongue was like hanging out. I she know. was like babbling as she was walking to her car. It was drool and everything. Oh, I didn't. I, I felt a little uncomfortable, so I just didn't say anything. <laughs> Acted like I couldn't see her, you know? <laughs> Kept walking. How'd that go? It went very well. It was a neat interview. I got to learn a lot about her that I kind of expe- uh, oh, knew, uh, predicted. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, right on, right on. She seems like a sweet lady, I guess. She is a very sweet lady. (laughs) And now, the Facebook sidebar. You ready for some Facebook sidebarring? Always. Let's kick it old school. All right. So, for starters, uh, The Simpsons writer Kevin Curran, I believe is how his last name is pronounced, dies at age 59. That's pretty young, just to outright die like that. What was Is there... Does it say the reason that he passed away? That's what I'm looking for. Let me see. A spokesman for Fox, which produces the animated series, obviously, confirmed he died on Tuesday. Now, he was with the show for 17 years. He was a writer on the show, and he had joined the show in 1998 as a consulting producer, and he stayed with the show until 2015. So I guess he wasn't currently employed. He won six Emmys across his career as part of the writing team for The Simpsons, as well as The Late Night with David Letterman. Cool. No, it doesn't say. It doesn't say uh, what he died from. I think he, fit- I think he died from your rant yesterday. <laughs> I broke his heart. And that's what I. And I almost said that actually on your post. I almost says, and you ranted about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad every time I rant about it because uh, they're starting to die off slowly but surely. They're all getting up there. Yeah. But yeah, poor guy. Because. Uh, that's sad. So uh, hopefully mm-hmm. uh, um, he'll be mentioned somehow in the show. I'm sure he will be. They they usually do a pretty good job with that. So we'll see. Oh, okay. He died of complications from cancer on Tuesday. Oh, God bless him. That's that's terrible. Well, that's 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 what happens mm-hmm. when you get cancer. Poor guy. Mm. Um, oh, he's up there writing in heaven. And he gets to hang out with Edna Carbapple again? It, exactly. Uh, Sam Simon. That's true. Mm-hmm. He's the comic uh, book guy? Did he pass away? Uh, Sam Simon was uh, one of the co-developers of the show, because even though Matt Groening technically created the show, since it was all his brainchild, uh, the people who were actually credited with giving the show like the voice and like the moral aspect of it was Sam Simon and, uh, geez, who's the other guy? James L. Brooks. Now, Sam Simon, uh, he left after season two, because he didn't like the more comedic approach of it. He preferred for it to be more of a drama. Yeah. But uh, they basically made a deal with him to where he would get paid millions of dollars every year, still get credit for the work 
work he did on the show because he developed a lot of the personalities like Marge, Homer, Lisa, so on and so forth, um, if he just basically left them alone. Because apparently he was kind of crazy and nobody got along with him. But he was a genius at the same time. So even though he didn't work on the show at all after season two, he still got credit and got paid millions of dollars every year. But he died a couple of years ago. Not that you know anything about this. <laughs> no, of course not. Good lord, you're like an encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, it's pretty ridiculous how much I know about that show. I actually have uh, this giant 2,000-page Simpsons Bible. It's oh, called gosh. The Ultimate Simpsons Guide. To, it's every episode from season 1 to 20. Oh, wow. Just so much information. It's ridiculous. But anyway, it's good thing onwards. Maybe you should do a podcast on The Simpsons. I wouldn't mind it, but I just feel like I would come off as a bitter fan. Oh, <laughs> sometimes, I yeah. So I try not. Yeah, I try not to. But anywho, well, my news is SkyWest Airline, suspected to be drunk, was arrested in South Dakota. So there was a dude flying a South SkyWest South South nothing SkyWest airplane. He was uh, he was flying around and he was like, "Hey, I can do it. You're gonna move your flight with Denzel Washington. I can do it. Just let me finish what I was doing." So they got him off of there and replaced him, and I'm glad they did that. But he was in the air for a while, going, "I need another martini." How do you even manage to get a plane in the air drunk? You know, after <laughs> like I've could... driven a motorcycle drunk, which I shouldn't have, and uh, really, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I guess when you got that bad of a habit, you don't mm. realize it. I guess you become a functioning, you know, drunk at a certain point. Yeah, but he got arrested. They took him off the plane and replaced him. Um, I'm surprised he made it that far because you could, uh, the, he was said to have had a blood alcohol level way over the limit. And his breath was very, very noticeable. <laughs> Smell wow. of alcohol. Now, how many people did he pass on the way to the plane? Right. And how many people, how many Foster Brookses did he pass in the bars? Foster Brooks, do you know who Foster Brooks is? I'm not sure. Comedic legend. Uh, really good at being drunk. But No. But, so there, I'm with that guy. That's my yeah. news. What you got? Interstate 4 is named the most dangerous highway in the nation. It has been named the most dangerous highway in the nation due to the high amount of accidents on a daily basis. Ooh. Let me see where Interstate 4 actually is. Right through the heart of Connecticut. Do, do. Huh. Oh, it's a, it's a highway many of us in Central Florida drive almost every day. But it is now being called the most dangerous interstate in America. How many, how many wrecks exactly? It's the sharks, isn't it? Yeah, the sharks. The great whites. They come jumping up and they swallow cars whole. Could you imagine if we had to deal with sharks on land? <laughs> Just flopping around through the fields. Sharknado, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they like to hide in the tall grass. You never know that they were there. You see this little fin sticking up in the wheat. Ugh. <sighs> Anyway, slow news day, I suppose. No, Onwards. Universal Pictures Australia. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Next year, there's no limit to what can become of James McAvoy playing the evil thing in Split. A new movie by M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, God. I know what you're saying. When Emmanuel Shamalama Ding Dong calls you for a movie role, do not answer the phone. But his last movie visit was really good. Surprisingly so, but you know why I think it was so good? Why? He stopped trying to take it seriously. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was a movie that had fun with itself, which none of his films really have in a long time. True. Yes. Um, something happened to him between Sixth Sense and this this uh, the visit movie. And, yeah. Uh, but this movie split. I'm interested in because. The main character's name is Kevin. <laughs> and that'll be fun. But uh, there's there's tons of cases. Twenty three identities, and these people get uh, um, abducted by this guy who has all these identities, and you have to use the different identities to get yourself out of it. And that's such a good idea. 
It is interesting. Yeah, so I'm very interested. And it's James McAvoy who can pull off anything. He's a very good character actor, so hopefully this will yeah. go well. And I am looking forward to it. Right on. Mobile woman arrested with loaded gun in a backpack at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Can you read the uh, sentence again? Mobile woman arrested with loaded gun and backpack at Disney's Animal Kingdom. What does Florida woman mean? I'm sorry. I got to figure that out myself. <laughs> Click on this. Wow. She actually, she looks pretty crazy in the picture. Insane. Mm-hmm. She's crying in her mugshot. Of course, it's in Florida again. <laughs> no offense to anyone I know in Florida, but, uh, but there you go. Florida is famous for you know what? If you you look at the United States really quick before you continue the story, you look at the United States and Florida is always down in the right hand corner. So all the crazies trickle down the map and end up there anyway, and that's why Florida is so crazy. I like that theory. It's gravity. I think that's funny. That's two horrendous news stories we've read back to back about Florida, the most deadly <laughs> interstate. Now <laughs> this crazy woman. Well, what uh, any motive? Any? Uh, let me see. Okay, they arrested. Why do they keep on saying a mobile woman? What is a mobile woman? Was someone she walking? Not, yeah, someone who's not sitting. If she was, uh, <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Maybe she was cellular. Huh? T-Mobile. She had a .380 caliber handgun inside a backpack she was trying to enter the park with. She was also not the only person who tried to bring a gun into the park that day. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that's that's not good. And that's all they're really saying about it. Hmm. Well, I wonder if she had it out with one of the cheetahs. I don't know. They said she wasn't trying to attack anyone. They just searched her and found it, and it's... Strictly forbidden, even if you have, you know, a permit to bring any kind of weapon into Disney, I would imagine. So. In any theme park, right? Yeah. Now, call me crazy, but she's kind of cute. Oh, are you seeing it too? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Minus all the smearing makeup and whatever that shit is on her neck there. Uh, <laughs> it looks like they tried to choke her out. <laughs> Either choke her out or that's an iguana bite. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's why she had the gun. She was trying to fend for herself, you know. Poor woman. This drives me crazy. Leaked Walking Dead alternate finish. Sorry. Leaked Walking Dead alternate footage shows Negan, or Negan, or Negan, killing Maggie, or Maggie. I saw this, actually. Wasn't it an alternate thing they shot just to kind of throw people off in case the real ending leaked? Hmm. So, so there's a lot of leaking going on. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you're right, but I don't understand. Is is leaking footage a thing to make you feel like you got something before everybody else, or like it was a mistake that wasn't supposed to get out, and then this is a lie, so therefore they framed a mistake to make it look like a mistake, which is a lie. You know, I don't know because there have definitely been cases where that's happened. You know, um, like I know a lot of artists like musicians have not every one of them, but some of them have a tendency to leak their own stuff just to kind of, you know, get people talking about it. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And wasn't there a pop artist that sang a song about leaking on other people? I'm sure there's been a, I know um, I'm not a fan of him. I'm just familiar with some of his work. I want, I want to make that clear before I say this, but I know little Wayne talked about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand him. Little personally. Wayne rocks that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lazy. Yeah. Oh, I think the song was called. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, what do you got for the last news for today? Oh. So Pixar, The Incredibles 2 is hitting theaters a year early, and Toy Story 4 has been pushed back to 2019. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about The Incredibles 2, and I, w- I was a little iffy on Toy Story 4 at first until I heard what the basic plot synopsis for it is, and then I got excited. Have you heard them? No, but as long as Tom Hanks is in it and Buzz Lightyear, I think I'll be fine. Yes, uh, Tim Allen and uh, I'm sorry, Tom Hanks uh, both agreed. Uh, they signed uh, a contract whenever they did the third one. In case they ever did decide to do a fourth one, they were already guaranteed to come back. Uh, basically, the plot of the fourth one is they are searching for Bo Peep. 
since she was sold at a yard sale. And I like that because if you think about it, yeah, Woody was the only character who didn't, you know, get any closure really in the last one. So that makes me happy. Like, I want to see that. (laughs) The Adventures of Bo Peep. Yeah, exactly. That is too cute. Okay, yeah, I'm on board for that. And then uh, uh, The Incredibles is, is the first Disney animated film that I actually liked. Really? Monsters, Inc. is up there in the, like, three or four. And I don't know if you know me well enough, but I have never been a Disney fan. Always Warner Brothers. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. stand Disney. Uh, Disney died for me in 1969, 70-ish. When Mm -hmm. Walt went, Disney went. And I was done. Yeah. And then it just seemed to go downhill, like, just like the Muppets. When Jim Henson passed away, the legacy of the Muppets started falling. Uh, But uh, then I saw... The Incredibles, and it was a great idea and a great movie. Uh, yeah, I loved uh, Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Two, and then I slowly got back into it. But it's just so much money. And when they stole Star Wars, are you a fan of Episode Seven? By the way, I actually did enjoy it very much. Yeah, it was really good. It was uh, like, props it was like to them. Episode him. Three all over again. Yeah, props to them for you know really taking the time to make it what it should have been but episode four four five and six were the first ones yeah it that was my only real issue with it it did kind of borrow the same you know like a lot of the same story beats but yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun so i enjoyed it Mm. my favorite picture is that when they have uh the uh old uh what's it from it's a picture of harrison ford and carrie fisher when they were in their 40s and then they have the young uh taekwondo what was his name in the film (laughs) Uh, which character? Kim Harrison Jin Ford? Fang Wong. The, the name that they gave uh, Harrison's son. Oh, um... Quai oh, gosh. Um, Peng oh, M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong. <laughs> um, remember. Isn't it? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I can't believe I almost forgot that. Because he was a cool villain. Like, he was a really cool villain. Yeah, he but, was. Uh, so angry. Such an angry young man. Yeah, it hit me, and I teared up whenever he murdered Han. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, watching that. Well, okay, I'll, I'll say it right now, Kevin. I'm hyper-emotional whenever I watch films. <laughs> so, I'm sitting there watching it with my girlfriend. And then, like, Han Solo dies. I just grab her hand. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why? You could have sung a Thompson twin song. Hold me now. Hold me in your loving arms. I killed Kylo Ren. No, no, it's the other way. Harrison. Whatever. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's in the show. That's the show. And now, for tonight's auditory farewell piece. Well, I'm going to end the show tonight, my buddy, with a song I recorded back in 2001, I think. And it's a collaboration of the theme from Halloween, the theme from The Exorcist, and the theme from Amityville Horror. And Mm. just came together wonderfully at the very end. It all meshes into the theme to Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Nice. Very nice. And uh, I was really proud of it, and I really shared it a lot. I know most of you have heard it a thousand times before, but it's the time of year, and... It's easy for me to get off the uh, computer and put it in the show, so here you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear it, because I've, I've not heard it yet. So Good. I figure there's a lot of people who haven't heard it, and uh, so those of you who haven't heard it, enjoy it. And nice. I played all the instruments, and I can sit here and brag all day, but I know how great I am. Why bother? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Right? Right? I look in the mirror, <laughs> and I go, hey, you know, just like the fact. That fan. guy. Yeah. 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 You know. Hey. hey. Um, is there uh, anything you would like to say before we go? Don't, uh, hold on. <laughs> you going to do Miley again? Yeah, let, let me think of a good one. Okay. All right, all right. All right, let's take it from the top. All right, and be- before we go, I understand that Miley wanted to say something. She was hiding in the closet. That darn sneak. Uh- uh, yeah, first of all, be careful with the, you know, you have to mess up my mind. I feel like wait, wait, can you say that one more time? I couldn't understand a word you just said, Miley. Well, first of all, uh, I feel like you're being a little derogative about the whole hiding in the closet thing again. I wasn't hiding. I was waiting until the world was ready. But I just want to spread <laughs> understanding. 
yeah, yeah, Kevin, don't laugh. It's not funny. I just want to make sure the world understands that uh, being frying pan sexual isn't a bad thing. And uh, it's something we should all accept. And maybe you could be gender fluid, Kevin. You don't know. Don't shut it out. As long as I have a nice, smooth, non-scratch surface, I think I could be a frying pan sexual. Well, you could always use, like, some Pam cooking spray or something, you know. You don't... Just cover myself in Pam. Just grease yourself up, Kevin. Jeff does it all the time. She's right. She's right, I do. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming back from the closet into our kitchen and out of the transit bus. (laughs) Have a good day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's Pretentious Podcast. Join us again for more pretentiousness. My name is Melvin Fleekenheibelschentagunderson. Good night. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www. Zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.